You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Yeah! This is Amanda Bones. And I'm Ashley. And this is how to talk to your friend about wrestling. I don't know what episode number it is because I never know what episode number it is. 44? Yes. Sick. Okay, I did know what it was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's always a shock if I remember. Uh, Today's episode is a special one. We have a guest. Uh, Everybody, please help us welcome Dane Scharf. Dane plays a bunch of different kinds of music. You can find it legitimately everywhere, like on Instagram and Spotify and every other place you can listen to music. Um, If you look up Desert Danish, that's mostly what I listen to from him. But I've seen recently that you posted about a band. So what band, what is the band name? So we can look them up too. Okay. So uh, in my little town, I'm in like 14 bands. Oh shit. (laughs) Wow. So I've got... uh, a solo act, which is Desert Danish. I have a uh, old school punk cover band called DOG. Um, and I have a newer band that does originals and covers called Zero Given. Okay. All right. So all of those things can be found on Spotify or just Desert Danish? Uh, just Desert Danish. The other one's, you know, one's a cover band and the other one's a half cover band. So we haven't put anything out yet understandable i get that i don't want to have to pay royalties for covers right (laughs) like just let me cover the song god but uh yeah i'm stoked to be here i appreciate you guys having me on yeah thank you so much for spending your sunday morning with us too yeah seriously talking about wrestling (laughs) yeah (laughs) um dane also has a podcast called the desert underground which i believe you can also find on spotify right yes correct and apple and all the other sites that people listen to podcasts on i have a genuine question does anybody listen to a podcast outside of spotify or apple podcasts like does anybody use stitcher yeah there's like one or two people that are like man i love listening to you on stitcher and i was like huh yeah i'm like what is that (laughs) what are they gonna pay me that's awesome (laughs) we even got like pandora started a podcast thing and we're on it and i'm like does anybody use pandora anymore (laughs) I, I know one person that uses Pandora and it's um, my coworker. And so, oh. yeah. <laughs> All right. So there are listeners other than on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So one, yeah, but one that I know of. I don't think I know anybody that uses any of the other foundations. It's always like my dad. <laughs> it is going to be like a dad. <laughs> Oh my God. He's like, hey, I was on Deezer the other day and I found your podcast. I'm like, no, you didn't. But also, like, how did they get there? Like, right. how did you find that of all the places? I wonder if they, like, specifically go towards the older crowd or something. Like, download Deezer. I don't even know if my mom knows what a podcast is or, like, how to find one. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be very interesting to find out. <laughs> okay. A little bit of backstory. 
I met Dane at a show in LA. What was it? The Catch One? Is yeah. that the venue? Yes. So Blind Mountain Holler, the band that I used to be in that my husband still has, opened for the Bridge City Sinners. And that's how I met Dane. He came over to the merch table and like you and your homie bought a ton of shit <laughs> without even having heard us yet, I don't think. And then thankfully they liked the band. So that's helpful. <laughs> it was immediately after hearing the band, I was like, I love this. <laughs> Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Yeah, and then we friended each other on Instagram. I don't think it's called that. We followed each other on Instagram. Sorry, I have to update my vocabulary um, because I'll be called out. On Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, we don't friend each other on <laughs> Instagram. That's Facebook. Nobody uses that anymore. Um, so we followed each other on Instagram and we've kind of kept in touch. And then like through that I think it's blossomed into like a homey friendship at this point support each other help each other out um we're actually going up to Ridge Crest, Ridge Crest soon to play a show up there which is gonna be rad so, yeah which I'm putting on yeah yeah so it's, if you're in Ridge Crest or near it drive out October 16th <laughs> um okay so now for this super difficult Q&A portion. All right, I'm ready. Everybody get ready. Or, or are you asking <laughs> Ashley stuff? No, <laughs> Ashley's yeah. going to ask you stuff. Oh, well, okay, great, them. great. I'm ready. I was going to say, I'm going to ask half these questions. Amanda's going to get the rest of them. Um, <laughs> so do you have a favorite wrestler or a few favorite wrestlers? Do you have oh, yeah. people? I mean, it's kind of a loaded question that we always ask yeah. everyone, but yeah. Who's your okay, favorite wrestler? Okay, so... Um, so I was born in 1983, and so I, I took the late 80s, early 90s era of wrestling was like my wheelhouse. I mm -hmm. Every freaking Monday or whenever it was, I, I always had to watch it. <laughs> we had a de-scrambler, so I watched every SummerSlam nice. on pay-per-view. <laughs> and uh, I mean, not we, my dad, not me, right? I would never do that. Um, uh, <laughs> he'll be listening on Deezer if you need to hear him. Um, so basically... Um, everything was Hogan back then. Hulk Hogan was huge. You were not American if you didn't like him. And, um, you know, and then there, there was him and, and the warrior, and then they like tag teamed up for a while. And it was like, those two were the epitome of just super awesome, patriotic, we're going to kick your ass and we're the good guys kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But if I had to pick some of my other favorites, like I really liked the one, two, three kid when he came out. Um, I really liked, uh, I just thought Jim Duggan was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, stuff. I actually just watched, I sent Amanda this. Um, there was like a, someone had kind of put together a video that was CM Punk and the Darby Allen match that was spliced together with um, Bret Hart and the one, two, three kid match. And how like they kind of mirrored each other, and I was like, "Wait a second, is the one two three kid X Pac?" And then I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, it absolutely is!" Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. So I was yeah, losing my mind change, over that. I guess once in a while when they reinvent themselves, and yeah. Um, but but there was that, and then also like on WCW at the time, I really liked Sting because he was cool, yeah. and uh, Daddy Sting. <laughs> he was like, uh, what was his name? Um, it wasn't Sid Vicious. It was the I don't remember something vicious. Mm. Fuck. I, I can't. I, I know remember. it, but I can't think of it. 
So I know who yeah. you're talking about, but I can't remember what his freaking name is. Right, right. <laughs> of course, story of our life. Right. Um, well, you kind of grew up in the heyday of, well, when it was called WWF, but do you, so do you have a favorite wrestling company? No. You're like, whatever, it's wrestling. I just want to watch all It was, you know, honestly, like WWF was the cool one at the time. And then WCW, eventually everyone started moving over to there. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the NWO started, in fact, I think is when they moved over there. Yeah. So. WCW yeah. stuff. I don't think I've checked any of that out yet. Yeah. It's really so, fun. So that, was, that was like, we were like, well, we don't want to watch it, but like all these people kept <laughs> moving over to WCW and like, all right. And now it's what, just WWE or I don't know anymore. There's AEW now, which essentially yeah. is doing the exact same thing WCW did. We're like, right. WWE people are moving over to AEW. <laughs> right. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Um, so is your f- no wait? That's not me. I apologize. I'm trying it's to just me. take over. How dare so, I? So then, would you say like kind of that? Since we kind of already talked about it, but that sort of late '80s, early '90s is your is your favorite era of wrestling? Then that's like yeah. your golden era. Yeah, I I think towards like the late '90s, it just felt like every match was just somebody would come in and interfere or cheat, and I just I yeah. stopped really being into it at that point because I'm mm-hmm. like. Is anyone gonna wrestle ever? Yeah, <laughs> like just just a little bit, you know. No. So the, I, yeah. No, just all interference all the time. <laughs> yeah, interference and TNA, right? Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> fuck. Attitude Era was nothing but TNA, like ninety percent of the time. All lingerie matches. <laughs> Seriously, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are not upset about that. <laughs> no, no, I mean. Just like that. Wasn't there like a lingerie like football league at one point too? There was. Because <laughs> we're not good for anything else. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what exactly got you into wrestling? Was it just like randomly on and you were sucked in or? No. So my dad was a um, weightlifting instructor at a college. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was the athletic, not really director, but pretty much. And and my dad was buff, like still kind of is. He's 78 and he still looks way better than me. And like, <laughs> and my dad was really into like cool, awesome physiques on people. And so like Arnold Schwarzenegger's his hero and Sly. And, and so it just, it seemed natural, you know, to, to watch like Hogan, you know, just do the whole thing. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah. like, I was watching this match I knew did that Hogan did the like thing but I didn't know he had like one of these oh yeah <laughs> it, but we're doing Hogan poses <laughs> those are, right those are like standard bodybuilding poses yeah yeah ultimate warrior kid so like I watched the match that you sent us and then immediately like an ultimate warrior match popped on so I was just looking at like dude there's no fat on that dude's body at all and he's just sitting here like pointing at the crowd and right. big buff guy muscles and stuff and I was just like Jesus they just found all these dudes in a gym and then we're like here put tights on and go wrestle that's pretty much it <laughs> that was pretty much the story of like most people was like hey we saw you working out in a gym throw some tights on let's go <laughs> we'll teach you how to wrestle we'll figure it out along the way it's fine <laughs> get some tiny jonies we're going yeah right there's some oh chunks on. Um, 
Uh, so why did you pick this match of all the matches? Okay, so this match came out in 1989. I was five and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And it, which would have been the time I probably really started watching wrestling. And by the end of it, it's a bloodbath. I, and it, it shocked the hell out of me when I watched it when I was <laughs> five and a half years old. Because I was like, oh my God, what's happening to his face? Yeah. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> Who puts a cage around a wrestling match? <laughs> you know, all these questions. Yeah. And obviously my hero is in this. So I was like, I have to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I think so that was... it was a very, it was burned into my brain. And then years later, I ended up with a VHS tape, which I still have of uh, best of Hogan's wrestling matches. And it was on there. And so mm-hmm. I've watched it like 40 times. I love that match. <laughs> uh, so the match chosen and brought to us was Hulk Hogan versus Big Boss Man in a steel cage match um, in 1989. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> I saw them the cage and started laughing hysterically because I was like, this isn't a steel cage like what we're used to now. Right. And then um, I watched it and Scott was watching with me and he was like, no, this is like a legit steel cage. Like the ones we we see now are a joke, comparatively speaking. And I was like, oh, okay. It just looks a little rinky-dink. Yeah, did you see how rickety that cage is? Yeah. (laughs) Like if you move one side, the other three kind of move with it. (laughs) <laughs> it was so, well and then like it only came up like a foot higher than the top row <laughs> I thought so was, I was like okay I thought it looked scary I was like that looks terrifying that really so, does look terrifying so what really blows my mind about the beginning of that match was like normally Hulk Hogan was like the poster child for I'm the good guy and I am awesome and you know, I would never cheat or do any of this stuff. He starts off right away, takes his shirt off and chokes. A, he chokes a bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's pretty intense, man. Like, I don't know if you want to start that way. I had never even heard of Big Boss Man. So like he's in the ring with his mouthpiece and like... Just the fucking fact that you have a character that's a fucking correctional officer got me laughing so hard. Right. And then, best part of all, there's a fucking Confederate flag patch on the dude's uniform, and your mouthpiece is an African American man. No, I think that's part of the Georgia state flag, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think that's their actual because he's from Georgia, so I think that's their flag. I'll have to look that up, or you can. I'm googling. I'm googling right now. There, there, I it's swear it's to not God. the whole. It's not the whole flag. It's just a part of the flag. Oh, I'm where like, it's like a piece of it. Yeah, I, I think that's what that is. I wanted to bring up the fact that is one of the commentators Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone was one of his first matches. Yeah. Oh my God, I love okay. Tiny Baby Tony Schiavone. Is the other commentator with like a British accent the guy that did um, Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams? Because <laughs> that's what that voice sounded like the whole fucking time. I kept waiting for him to say it. And I was like, I can't figure out who the other announcer is. It's driving me crazy. I couldn't um, figure it out either, but I don't think it was him. So the, so the other um, the thing that kind of threw me off is like when I was a kid, uh, 
and they announced people's weights, it just kind of left my brain. I was like, I weighed, you know, 58 pounds at this point. Yeah. So weight doesn't matter. Now when I watch it, they said big boss man weighing in at like 358. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 350. Yeah, dude. Like, Damn. <laughs> the fun was- I love stats because I'm just like, this dude is huge. Right. Oh my God. And I don't remember what they said Hulk Hogan was at. He was, he was always around like 280 or something. And uh, I met him in person one time and he is much larger than I thought he was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like he, he does, he does the thing where he puts both his arms up and flexes. And it was like, it was like above my head and I'm, Shit. Six, I'm six foot two. So I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, dude. Wow. Um, okay. So they're only showing me, of course, they're only showing like half of big boss man's right arm where the patch is and like all i'm seeing is the confederate flag piece and then at, at some point in time they removed it because now i'm getting ah foot yeah it's the full confederate flag oh no which well. doesn't surprise me for the era and, of well, wrestling yeah they are incredibly stereotypical with their characters back then. Yeah. yeah. Not in the best of ways at all. <laughs> no, there were definitely some faults we can all change and grow and learn from. But I did find right. that to be slightly hysterical that that patch was on there and your mouthpiece is who your mouthpiece is. <laughs> I, swear, I swear that flag is part of a flag somewhere, though. So he walks into this, this steel cage, right? And then Hogan walks out and he's like, I'm gonna. I'm not walking through that door. I'm going over the top. Like, oh my god! Oh, like, so cool, man. Like, so cool. <laughs> and then, and then immediately starts choking Boss Man with his shirt once he tears it apart. Yeah, yeah. I like, saw that he like tore it apart. And then he like stuffed it into his chones a little bit. And I'm like, oh. why wouldn't you just throw it to the crowd? Well, oh, you know now why. we know. Yeah, because <laughs> clearly he's a bad guy in the making. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yes. Spoiler so, alert. Um, so this match was also one of the coolest things I ever saw. One of the most dangerous things I ever saw was doing a suplex from the top of that cage. Yeah. And it was not executed very well at no. all. No. It looked was, so sketchy. It was it was like friends in your backyard doing it. And I was like, yeah. oh no, this is not going to go well. Yeah, boss man landed super high up on his neck and stuff. It was dude, dude I get out of bed and I hurt. So I can't imagine <laughs> being this weight, you know, however tall that is, it had to have been like, I don't know, 10 feet at least. And then yeah. onto your back. Yeah. Like, holy crap, that would hurt. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> I love that to win this match, you just had to get out of the cage. Mm-hmm. And they didn't lock the fucking door. The door was just open. The no, whole you're allowed time. to walk. If you can physically just walk out, they will let you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, I was and, so confused. I was like, this isn't even super challenging. Like, they can just leave. <laughs> and, and so then a couple times, a couple times, we almost see each one get out. Yes. And, and I think this is a real testament to uh, being humble and not showboating. <laughs> Yes. Because if if it's taught me any, see, there's lessons in all these matches, right? So, <laughs> um, at least in the '80s, right? <laughs> so, uh, 
so boss man's like almost he's already over the cage he's going down hogan reaches through and chokes him which i think is an illegal move i'm not 100 percent, but it definitely seems like it i don't think you're allowed to choke someone through a cage and then if i weighed what boss man weighed i'd be like and i would just jump back <laughs> you know i would just yeah. flex my neck if i weighed what boss man weighed and like hulk hogan's hand would just fall off oh my god yeah and then hulk's you know like choking him back up the the cage (laughs) and i was like okay i mean good for both of you solid ass dude selling the (laughs) fuck out of this oh man like little little six-year-old me was just so like (laughs) (laughs) like i was so into it losing your mind over it it's easy to lose your mind over it it's insane what's happening in front of you well i'm like even this era, like I was stoked on this match. I fucking know Hulk Hogan's not picking your ass up and choking you to the top of the cage again. But like, you're both selling it so hard. I will suspend belief and kayfabe <laughs> the fuck out of this. Of yep. course, Hulk Hogan's lifting him. Of yep. course. <laughs> so so they, he gets him up. He suplexes him off the top of the cage. Had to have been like, because they didn't have a whole lot of cage matches back then. So mm-hmm. it was pretty rare. That you ever saw that and then, yeah. and then he, you know he suplexes him and then the match just kind of dies for like 30 <laughs> seconds. yeah like, because they're both dead <laughs> it's like are you guys okay <laughs> we need to call dad my favorite part is the ref starts the count and then like, I don't even know what number it was. It was eight or nine. And Hulk Hogan just shoots up like a fucking vampire. He looked like The Undertaker, nowhere. right? <laughs> he did. Yeah, he, he I mean, did. I'm sure that's where Undertaker got that move from. But <laughs> It was so fucking funny. It's just hilarious. It but, but it was one of those, like, uh, when, when you're five and a half, six years old, and you see someone go into literal Hulkamania, yeah. you were just like, this is so exciting what (laughs) well and then he started like so he he shoots up and then falls back down to the side and then like starts seizing or something oh yeah that's the beginning of hulkamania okay you have to to dig deep for that yeah (laughs) so that then again that's another lesson right because 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 of that he taught little dane how to persevere and push through and and try to leave a cage god wrestling used to be so like wholesome and lesson filled (laughs) yeah right well i don't know if you ever watch the bushwhackers it's not as wholesome (laughs) that luke and butch bushwhacker (laughs) i don't think i've seen any of that those guys they're from Australia and they are insane. And I weird, it. and they're missing front teeth. And <laughs> what are the ex hockey players? Uh, maybe I'll I'll have to show you a video of them. They're pretty ridiculous. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Uh, like, yeah. So, so Hogan tries to get out, which would be an easy, like he's six foot seven or something. Like you could touch the ground from the mat. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. He has yeah. to move the entire staircase to the side so he can touch the ground, and he can't do it because Bossman grabs his leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "No, no, no! You can do it, Hulkster!" <laughs> I was really invested in this match, by the way. 
<laughs> oh my god i was just old wrestling is amazing like these are our roots this is where it originated from it's fucking phenomenal and i just have to say like the selling going on for all of this like these dudes are pure actors you cannot tell me otherwise you cannot like there's no way boss man grabs a hold of your foot and that's stopping you from just like yanking it and jumping right. down and winning everything but but the the they're basically stunt men <laughs> yes yeah. stunt women and i've seen them live before uh it was whatever the senior citizen tour was you know where they play your high school oh. <laughs> well it was like it was all the old guys that you know they couldn't make it anymore like doink and coco yeah. beware and greg valentine like <laughs> It was all them, and it was like they were kind of like on their last leg, but they still wanted to wrestle. So it was like some weird federation that they were in, and they came to my high school and wrestled. And you could just wow. you could just see like how bruised and beat up these people are. Like they're, yeah. I mean, acting or not, you're still doing the flips. You're still hitting the ground. Yeah, you're still yeah. getting hit and slammed. I give them credit for that, man. In fact, that's the reason I picked up DDP yoga. So I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, if it works for him, it'll work for my old army. (laughs) (laughs) We fucking love DDP in this house. That's for sure. That man can do no wrong. (laughs) Have you, have you seen uh, his yoga package? It's pretty interesting. I have not. I know he has one. I I know all of his people do it, but I haven't seen what it entails just yet. I've watched it's, a few uh, of his stuff, like his like YouTube videos on it and stuff, like how he's like rehabbed that one guy like really well and got him walking again. It's like yeah. really sweet. Like he really takes care of people. It's very sweet. Yeah, that was Razor Ramon. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we watched the whole documentary yeah. on that one, but they he took care of that one guy. Um, Wasn't it like a Native American guy who had yeah. um, the things on his arms to help him walk? Oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I'm just going to do this every single day. And then he was walking. He oh, said I he wasn't going to ever walk again. And he did because of DDP yoga. <laughs> oh, man. How do you not sell hard on that, you know? Seriously, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. What do you need me to do, Diamond Dallas Page? I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, uh, I, I do a little yoga just to get out of bed these days because I have lower back <laughs> and knee issues. And I'm like, damn, that stuff really, really helps a lot it oh. does so yeah all because i watched the resurrection resurrection of jake the snake and oh, and now i'm now i'm a a ddp believer <laughs> whatever that means uh, i think we all are at this point like yeah. seeing that movie and then what was the other one we watched oh shoot we watched that one and we watched oh crap what did we watch I don't know. Diamond Dallas Page popped up in both of them as the hero. Oh, fucking David Arquette. Oh, yeah. David Arquette. <laughs> Duh. And like, yeah. yeah, I'm a DDP believer also. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to start doing his yoga and seeing how it helps, but I believe him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, so basically, Hogan's trying to get out of the match. Bossman pulls him back in. They close the door because nope. He can't walk out of that door. Nope. Uh, so it, it's very clear at that point, the only thing he's going to have to be able to do is beat boss man up, go over the top, showboat a little. And then, you know, he, he's the hero. He's 
the Hulkster. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's got a flex and all that. So, um, so he ends up, you know, beating up on Boss Man a little bit more, uh, knocks him down to the point where he can, oh no, he handcuffs him yeah. to the rope. Yes. And <laughs> uh, uh, he ends up climbing over the top. And then it's a race between the two because Boss Man's like, well, I'll just go out the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's way easier than climbing over the top. Unlock door. So, yeah. Uh, so then it turns out because he's handcuffed, in air quotes, mm -hmm. uh, he's actually handcuffed, but he's he's not able to touch the floor, even though he's like eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's he's trying to get out as best he can. It's a race to who gets to the floor first. And uh, Slick, his manager, is trying to, to undo the uh the handcuffs real quick and it just it doesn't work out for him and i mean it's it's just classic writing on whoever came up with that it was just a right right to the bitter end hogan hits the floor and wins and little dane is screaming and running around the living room all excited and drop kicking his brother and um, <laughs> and then and then there's there's just one piece left to this match and i'll shut up about it for a minute um or two pieces, I'm sorry. So so during the time he's beating Boss Man up, there's blood pouring from this man's face. Yeah. He's, he's you know, he's throwing his face into the cage, throwing his face in the cage a whole bunch of times. And you just see it, like whole half side of his face looks like Freddy Krueger, man. Oh, oh yeah. But yeah, it was blood, not gnarly. So <laughs> it's, it was like shocking to me. And I was like, this is not good. This can't be good. And I don't know if like there's a little cut and it's just gushing or whatever you know however that works but uh essentially that that mortified me <laughs> like i want the hero to win but i don't want the bad guy to die <laughs> everybody be cool please which like, is just like such sweet little boy stuff too like <laughs> no can't we all just be friends it was yeah. a pivotal time in my life <laughs> my parents had just split up and you know i was really invested in this kind of stuff oh. and um and all right so anyway hogan climbs the top touches the ground he wins slick eventually gets boss man out and they leave in shame and then hogan is so excited and it wasn't a title match so he didn't get a belt but he mm -hmm. was, it was working up to a title match. So he ended up, because I think Macho Man had the belt at the time, which was weird because mm -hmm. there was only a short era where like, like Ultimate Warrior had it for like two weeks and then Macho Man had it for like a month. <laughs> but it was always Hogan when I was a kid. He always had the belt. So it was weird during those times when he <laughs> didn't. And so he ends up like some little kid is like, in the front row holding up one of those little fake belts that i swear his parents probably paid 70 dollars for <laughs> totally right after, after they bought the 200 tickets for the front row yeah hogan goes over to it grabs the belt from this child it's a child-sized belt right and hogan's a monster it's so tiny in his hands <laughs> and he walks into the ring and he's you know doing the whole show buddy like i'm the freaking king and i'm gonna be the guy <laughs> And like, this is my belt. <laughs> Does not give the belt back. To this child. You know Insane. that kid is so pissed. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, because at first I'm sure the kid was like, oh my God, Hulk Hogan touched my belt. This is amazing. Oh my God. And then like, it doesn't come back. Every range of emotion just happens. You know who that kid grew up to be? (laughs) Kane. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. (laughs) That's so freaking funny. Right? But also, like, and Ashley and I have talked about this, like, if you have a belt, you need to be prepared to defend it at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's so, our rule. This is on you, kid. You should that's have true. defended belt. Sorry, that's true. If it was nowadays, he would have just hit him with it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. like, I don't give a shit who you are. This is my motherfucking belt. We can fucking fight for it. Mm-hmm. You know what the coolest belt was back then, though? I don't know how many belts they have now, but back then there was the was it the continental belt the heavyweight belt and the million dollar belt oh. you someone, guys had that? someone had one of those at the at the raw we were at oh really yeah on my side <laughs> i um, used to own one. Oh my god <laughs> it was it was that... just it was just diamond encrusted money signs okay so it was, it's still the same <laughs> it was beautiful <laughs> Oh my God. It's in existence again. Ted DiBiase gave it to, well, LA Knight originally, and then Cameron Grimes got it. So now Cameron Grimes is walking around with a fucking million dollar belt. Really? That's oh, is cool. it back? It is back. That is cool. I, that was the coolest belt, man. It just looks so. Like, I wouldn't take that fucking thing anywhere. You could not get me taking that belt somewhere. It's all fucking diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> can, can i nerd out for a second real quick on, totally. on old wrestling of course. stuff yeah okay so the i i also really remember it was ted dibiase million dollar man with his belt and virgil his manservant Ew. who was a yeah, it was incredibly racist mm-hmm. and <laughs> and they came up with a new character to wrestle him and there was a big drama thing. The guy's name was IRS, Irwin oh R. God. Shyster. He was a great wrestler. I remember this. So dumb. And you know whose dad that is? Oh. Fucking The Fiend. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Oh, man. And I was like, these names, man. Like, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, I, when I was a kid, I didn't get it. You know? I was now like, oh, it's fucking hilarious. Guy. Okay. <laughs> now it like now as an adult though like ted dibiase fighting the irs is just fucking hilarious (laughs) it's great right i'm sure my parents were laughing it up oh my god like now that's goddamn hilarious but i'm yeah i'm sure as like a 10 year old kid i'd be like what who's this businessman wrestling (laughs) right he's he's gonna he wants receipts i don't get it what <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, Too fucking funny. Oh my god! Also, for heel turn Hulk Hogan moments, he gets out of the ring and he picks up a red steel chair and smacks Boss Man with it in the face, which was into. I'm like, hey, bro, you won the match, right? He's done. Like, we don't have to beat him up anymore. Yeah, it's it fun. was. It was very not Hogan of it. Mm-mm. How unhogan of you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so I was I was reading some of the uh, some of the comments under that YouTube video, and I was like, somebody said this is the exact same steel cage match they did eight months later. 
<laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I don't know, I only remember the one, but I was like, that, that would be hard to duplicate that match. Yeah. Well, hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Interesting. But they only had like, what, 20 wrestlers back in the day? Like, right. Yeah. They didn't have the wealth of talent they have now, and you still only see the same 10 wrestlers, but um, that's for a different time. So, <laughs> like, it makes sense everybody was still like in the same rivalries because they only had so much talent at that time. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. There's only like four tag team matches or tag team wrestlers, too. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I, um, do you guys, you guys know Scott Steiner, right? Yes. Yes. Um, when I started watching him, he was a scrawny dude. Mm. Like he, it was him and his brother. It was the Steiner brothers on WCW. And, and then like a year, they took a year off and then Scott Steiner shows up and he's like, his muscles grew like 40 <laughs> times their size. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I just, you know, I'll it fucking say it. Steroids. Fucking steroids, man. <laughs> I'll fucking say it. But hey, you just gotta you gotta have that look, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, and I he guess. didn't. Yeah, he just became ridiculous after that. <laughs> I was like, I I can't follow this. This isn't good. <laughs> like I'm fucking done. Because you, you know, know what? Okay. No Steiner math also, or anything. <laughs> I was also shocked at just like how many people were wearing Hulk Hogan gear in the crowd like yeah he was so big I was telling like I've told you this before though like when I was a child I would watch um main event with my grandpa and I had a Hulk Hogan like the wrestle buddies oh my god which if I still had like holy crap I mean I don't know where it is gone forever but like I was so terrified to sleep by myself when I was a child so my dad would like tuck it in with me Oh my At god! <laughs> I I had I had two of them. I had I had the Hogan and um, Warrior, and I know they made a uh, I think they made a Ted DiBiase one and a <laughs> Macho Man one. Yeah. If I could get my hands on a Macho Man one, I would die. Yeah, me too. I would love. Dude, they're not one. cheap. I looked for some online. No, I was like, they yeah. are not cheap. Even the fucking wrestling t-shirts aren't cheap. How dare you! try to sell an old vintage wrestling t-shirt for $400. Who buys that? A lot of people. And then what, do you not wear it? Do you hang it up? Is it framed? Oh, you Are frame you wearing it, it? And you show everybody. You just carry it around with you? Yes. Oh my God. It's like that Steelers towel thing. You just carry it everywhere. <laughs> I can't even like, I can't even justify spending $400 on an old t-shirt. And then like, I just wouldn't be able to wear it. And I don't want to frame right. it. I want to wear it. Like the right. only one I wanted to buy was I was gonna spend $60 on an old Jerry Lynch. <laughs> 60 bucks I could deal with. But I that was just because I couldn't one. find a stupid Jerry Lynch shirt. And then I realized <laughs> that they sold them on for wrestling. <laughs> so. so so I I bought a replica Hulkamania shirt once. Uh it was the yellow shirt, said Hulkamania real big. I ripped it in half. Oh, no. I I was like, I got in the moment one time. And just, <laughs> I, I think there was alcohol involved. 
you know, you're at a party oh and someone God. you're wearing a Hulkamania shirt, you can't just not rip it in half. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> it's part of the t-shirt. Turns out it's really hard to rip this part at the yeah. top yeah. of the collar. Yeah. So yeah, scissor did a little bit. Boom. <laughs> I get I get made fun of a lot because I'm like, these shirts are pre-ripped. I don't know what everybody's so excited right. about, but everybody's like, no, they're not a man. I'm like, Hulk Hogan's shirts didn't even have collars on them. Don't fucking tell me they weren't pre And they had holes in the back. Exactly. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, this was a setup. <laughs> like, ridiculous. No way. <laughs> there yeah. was a chick at the Raw that we went to. They were doing like a panning into the crowd and they had everybody do like their best Hulk Hogan impression. And she had a Hulkamania shirt on and she just fucking ripped it. Girlfriend was only wearing a bra underneath. Seriously. So I was like, <laughs> what? that's dedication to your craft Seriously. I guess but mm. she went <laughs> off I was like all right Jumbotron on her and everything <laughs> <laughs> that's another so that's another thing I'll never own I'll never own a replica belt because I don't want to have to fucking wrestle people for it and then I will never own a Hulkamania shirt because I don't want to have to fucking rip it if somebody says give me your best Hulkamania yep, yep. not Fact. doing it yeah because you will have to rip it you will have to like how do you not accept the challenge yeah as wrestling fans these are the things we face in everyday right. life <laughs> <laughs> so so on that tape with the best of hulk hogan matches up to like 1990 something um there's old footage too from late 70s early 80s wrestling and you said it's cool watching some of the vintage wrestling stuff it was horrible it was like <laughs> it was the most boring non showboaty thing They're, they were actually wrestling and you were oh. like you're like i get it but no no like so, i need you i need you to have a finishing move i need you to have <laughs> like i need you to do the ear thing can we get right? a little yeah summer? i need you to i need you to do some some poses but man, they just walked out and wrestled. Nobody interrupted the match, and it was a three count. And I was like, "Wow, this, this is, is boring." And it was before Hogan wore yellow; he was wearing white. Oh, which was like really early on. I think he went by Terry Bolia at the time. He wasn't even. Oh Hogan. shit! He went by his actual name. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Okay, so <laughs> tell me, tell me, you've seen his court video, right? <laughs> The court video? No. So he was suing TMZ for releasing footage of him at some point. Oh God. And um, and I, I don't want to get too into it. I just want to say it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen Hulk Hogan say in his life. <laughs> I just, oh my God, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot. Terry, now I'm concerned. Now I'm concerned about your mental health. <laughs> Who do you think these are two separate people? <laughs> well, it's kind of like, you know how some people become like such, so famous that they become the character they've been portraying their whole life. Mm, yeah. I think, you know, like, like Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow at this point. Basically, yes. So, he is no other character. Right. So <laughs> it's like you, you become the persona so much and you lie so much that you start believing it. I think maybe a little bit of that was happening, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, and he was Hulk Hogan forever. He's still Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. So true. I guess I could understand the lines being blurred. And this is something they touch on on Dark Side of the Ring, like all the time. Like, the lines were so blurred and storylines. Like, 
divorces and cheating happening and being written into the storylines and like yeah everybody just go about your business yeah it was it it was nuts it was weird growing up and watching all that like maybe that explains a lot really (laughs) (laughs) wrestling helped us taught us lessons and also fucked us up (laughs) yep yep absolutely and and then um before backyard wrestling was like a thing really i mean we were all jumping off the couch onto our family members and stuff but i remember when those wrestling buddies came out i was like oh i will have no problem jumping out of a tree and and elbow bombing this thing yeah (laughs) oh man how i didn't break anything i have no idea but i was i literally jumped out of my my front yard tree elbow first onto a onto a pillow that is like an inch thick yeah seriously things were so flat yeah but (laughs) i was 10 so yeah i didn't weigh that resilient (laughs) right right you're gonna get back up no matter what the hell's going on right (laughs) oh my freaking gosh it's nothing it's nothing so so to me wrestling wrestling was just like a huge part of like my whole family my dad it was just my dad and i really and it was his thing so it was my thing and then you know it was every week we would watch it we'd have dinner and we'd watch wrestling and and then he paid for the (laughs) pay-per-view you can say that yeah you can can say that no one's p-a-d-e <laughs> he paid so, for the pay-per-view. He still has he still had he taped all of them. I still have them at his oh house. Oh my god. He's got so, SummerSlam number one. I know people who pay for those tapes. Seriously. Uh, just the recording no. of them? I'll yeah. sell yeah. Yes. 100 percent They'll pay four hundred dollars right. for it. <laughs> Dang. So um yeah, we had like King of the Ring and SummerSlam and just all the all the fun events. We we would watch those all. And um, honestly, like after a while, you just kind of forget there is a story to it all because you're just part of the family at that point, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but it's weird talking to you guys because all these memories keep popping up. And <laughs> people I haven't thought about in years. Like I, I don't remember Scary Sherry. She was with Macho Man forever <laughs> before Queen Elizabeth. If you know that whole storyline. Oh, yes. I hope all your wrestling fans are really digging this. This is the deep cut. <laughs> They're like, this is some fucking vintage wrestling. These are the deep cuts. And, and because I'm not, I don't still watch it that much. So, yeah, this is what I know, man. <laughs> I'm interested in diving back into like this era and before. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. How is, how is the Undertaker coming. still around? Well, he's kind of not. He he finally retired after retiring like six times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he at one point. He he's died a lot, and then he's gonna have like a. He's come back again to do some Netflix movie with, um, a tag team called The New Day. So he's gonna. Oh man. There's a Netflix movie with him, and um, but yeah, oh, no, he's God. finally retired, and so I don't know. Awesome. They're selling nfts of him now and so that's right i saw some of that yeah he he was always uh he was my first introduction to the the dark side i think i was like whoa <laughs> tattoos and black clothing God, i could get into that look, <laughs> at, look at me now man it fucked me up <laughs> i got tattoos because the undertaker had tattoos <laughs> right 
Oh yeah. Um, but but like so so some of the things too that like Hogan used to do for me growing up was like he was the guy who would climb the mountain basically like so I watched him suplex Andre the Giant which nobody freaking did yeah right fake or not that's not easy to do fuck no even no, if he's no. jumping with you that's not <laughs> easy to do or he suplexed him or something it was freaking crazy yeah and then years later do you guys Yokozuna was like 500 pounds and he did mm-hmm. it to him and I was like dude you can't he's gotta have back problems at this point right oh, yeah, I would sure. think so lifting dude, that's all like, these extra that's big boys like, that's like flipping over a Volkswagen bug Seriously. <laughs> crazy yeah. crazy it was like this guy's got the it factor <laughs> yeah. Co- okay so I will admit watching this made me kind of sad because like this is Hulk Hogan in his heyday. Everybody yeah. loves him. He's a rock star. And just like thinking of where he is now makes me sad. Like, is, oh, watch watch that core video. You'll be even sadder. No, I think I might not. No, <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> even where it is. TNT's already a lot. And then Hulk Hogan too. Oh my God. But then, so I watched like, um, like Ultimate Warrior was really cool at the time. Because Hogan was like American, and that's his tag team partner. Like, so I was like, "Damn, this is cool! Like, they're gonna they're gonna kill the world, man! It's gonna be awesome!" But like in a nice way. And <laughs> so, uh, but the Warrior just kind of fell off the face of the earth after a while. And after watching a few documentaries on it, I'm like, "Oh, this is a weird story." Yeah, his story's really bizarre. And like the end is very, very sad and like ooh, extra kind of weird. Especially so like ugh, so w, WWE put out the right or like the rise and demise of whatever or something, or the ultimate warrior. And um and then I guess Jim Helson or Helwig or whatever his name is, he he put out like a rebuttal documentary to it that wasn't yeah. sanctioned by them because everybody was just basically talking crap about him and how awful he was. Yeah. And then he, he came out with one saying like, I'm a sane person kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and, kind of. <laughs> and it was like, make your own choice up about him. And it was very sad and weird and bizarre. It's a very, yeah. a, yeah, I guess, I guess Andre the giant did not like him because he didn't stick to the script. No. Oh, well, so I mean, that's kind of understandable. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be a professional, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I can understand that one. Otherwise, you're just a wrestler. And somebody <laughs> could get hurt. Right. If you yeah. stick to the script. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time. And this is going to be very interesting and awkward. And I can't wait. 1010 10 would bang. Yeah, we do this every episode. We always like to preface it with saying it doesn't necessarily have to be that you would bang this person, but it's more of a of banging them with your heart in a way. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, you have admiration with for them. And like, it could be that you would bang them, but it doesn't always have to be. <laughs> I think nine out of 10 times mine are like actually would bang. Um, Wait, are we talking about banging Hulk Hogan or Terry Bollea? No, that's it's up to you. Oh, it's Jesus bo- Christ. See, this is where <laughs> you This is your choice. Oh, oh, Hundo P, 10 out of 10, would smash, would bang, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I figured it was going to be Hulk Hogan. Um, I think I might 1010 would bang the ref. This is a new one for me, but. All right. He seemed like a solid dude. (laughs) I'm going way out of left field as well with this one. Oh, let's hear this. Let's hear this. Somebody in the crowd. No. Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. (laughs) Once you hear that accent. Oh, man. I just love him so much. I seriously love him so much. Oh, That's- good call. I didn't know I had a choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It can literally oh. be anybody. If you anybody in the crowd. Retract- yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not super specific. Mm-hmm. Anybody on camera. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So can be- I change my answer then? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We can also pick say- the same person too. That's totally fine. I'm going to say every once in a while, I need a, a domineering fella. So I'm going to get the big boss man on this one. Okay. <laughs> yes! boss, big boss daddy. <laughs> he's already got Um, the handcuffs you know (laughs) he's ready he's ready to go he's got the baton thing the handcuffs oh it's perfect (laughs) his shirt's ripped already (laughs) yes that's right his shirt was ripped open at some point yep so fucking good oh my god and I just have to say the ease in which, okay, so I Wikipedia'd at some point and he actually was a correctional officer. <laughs> so the ease of transitioning into a wrestling correctional officer had to have been so simple. Yeah. He knows all the terminology. He knows, <laughs> he knows how to use those handcuffs. Yeah, he does. He, yeah. His mouthpiece was having a, sh- I'm just going to say it. I think we got to stop using handcuffs. Nobody can ever seem to get them off correctly. At least we know it started from like way back when. It's like, this has always been a problem. Yeah. It's always yeah. been an issue. <laughs> so fucking good. It's just, no, well, it hasn't, it hasn't gotten any better. No, we still don't. We still don't know how to fucking uncuff people. <laughs> 20, 30 years later, we're still struggling. Yeah. <laughs> the struggle is real. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dane, for being here yes, and talking you. wrestling with us. <laughs> this match was super fun. Thank you yeah, for bringing it, it. Anytime. I seriously, I'm always, I will make time for this anytime. <laughs> Yay, I have to have so many matches I need to show you guys. Yes, please. <laughs> like I've, been waiting, pile of lists. I've been waiting 44 episodes to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had the match picked out and everything. Nice. Oh, well, yeah, you can always come back. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk wrestling with you more. Definitely. Cool. Thanks for having me. Do you have of anything course. you want to plug or anything? Yes, plug away. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at uh, at Desert Danish. And uh, listen, that's like my solo acoustic stuff. Um, I also have the Desert Underground podcast that I occasionally put out. I haven't in a couple months now, but um, so there's the Desert Underground podcast. I have two punk bands, Zero Given and dog and uh i don't know just just message me and say hi i don't care follow on instagram listen to the music share it with friends do all the things do all the things i like go to ridgecrest on october 16th october 16th (laughs) yeah come out to ridgecrest and and i'm putting a show on called folk folk the blues it's gonna be phenomenal yep it's gonna be amazing (laughs) yes All right. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. You can find us on Instagram at how to talk wrestling pod or on Twitter at HTTW pod. And you can find some very 
limited styles of merch at how to talk to your friend about wrestling.bigcartel.com. And I think we're going to do another run of the original t-shirt soon. And then I might put up a run of the new design that no one has seen yet. Uh, so pay attention to Instagram, Twitter, the shop and everything for the new merch that is slotted to come out. Um, if you're on Apple podcast, please like rate review, subscribe. Um, if you're not listening on Apple podcasts, do whatever you can do on those platforms. <laughs> Because everybody's different. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode. Bye. Bye. This has been a Count Out Podcast.